Well, hello, friends, and welcome. This is Pastor Frank, and you know I'm glad when you do come by. I know you're busy. I know you have lots to do, and there's many things to think about. And this world is going through so many problems. In one way or another, I know it also applies to your personal life. But now that you have come by, stay for a while because I'd like to tell you about some encouraging things. Things that will keep you going and keep you looking up. We can always look up to God Almighty. He loves us and He's there for us. I'd like to prove some of that with you today here from the Word of God. That's the Bible. And we can have lots of fun looking into the Bible and having some Bible study and consideration. So today what I'd like to do is turn in the New Testament to the first epistle of John. Now that's not the Gospel of John, it's the first epistle of John, and it's toward the back of your New Testament Bible. There's first John, there's second John, and there's third John. We're looking at first John. And what a book it is. Actually, it's not a book. It's a, it's a letter. It's not long. It has about three, three cha- five chapters in it. But it's loaded with information that we need to always remember and look to for encouragement in a time of need. The reason why is because First John is a reading from the Bible, from God, to each and every one of us. It's the Apostle John who was led by God, inspired by God, by the Holy Spirit, to write down the very things that God wanted you and I to know. Now, I would say this. This letter is a little bit different than other ones. Uh, this is the Epistle of John. and There are other epistles, and when I say that, sometimes we call these epistles letters, and that's what they are. Well, in John, First John that we're looking at now, is written by the Apostle John, inspired by God Almighty, to write down these things that I know for sure that God wants you to know about. And me, of course. Very important word. Why wouldn't this be a very important word if it comes from God Almighty? And it does. You know, the Bible is inspired by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, as a matter of fact, before he went back to heaven, that the Holy Spirit would come and be our teacher and would be our guide. That's what's so good about reading the Bible. Look what it does for us. It gives us direction for our life, how to live, how to live right, how to know God personally. That's really what it's all about. And so I'd like you to give that your attention as we, as we look at it. In 1 John, uh, I'd like to share two verses with you, okay? And you may like to write it down and look up these passages later on when you have a chance. Verse 1 and 2 of the first chapter of 1 John. Here it is. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have known, and which we have seen with our own eyes. 
which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, that means the life was made clear, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show to you the eternal life, note that, show you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. Now think about it, maybe the Bible is sort of new for you, and you might be kind of curious about what I'm talking about and what those Bible verses may mean. So let me explain some of it to you if I can, and, and have patience with me. I'm, I'm not the greatest speaker in the world, I'm not the greatest scholar in the world, but I'll tell you this. I like to read the Bible because it's loaded with promises, not just for me, but for every believer in the Bible. It's the greatest book ever written. And when you know it's God's Word, there are things there that God wants us to know about. Now listen to this. The very first verse here in 1 John chapter 1 says this, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Now, you need to think a little bit about this. Uh, it means so much. I mean, it's, it's dynamite. That's what it is. What the Apostle John is writing about is having a personal experience with Jesus right here on the earth. When Jesus came here and he walked on this earth, then he had disciples who followed him and listened to his teaching. Jesus was here on the earth about three years before he went back to heaven. But the Apostle John is saying that he's an eyewitness. He's an eyewitness to seeing Jesus. Now, who is Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God. God incarnate. Well, maybe you never heard of that word incarnate. But more than likely you have. It just means this, that Jesus became a man. And the Apostle John is saying that he heard Jesus. He had seen Jesus with his own eyes. He looked on him. And he said his hands have handled the word of life. So Jesus is called here in this passage the word of life. So John is really saying then, that he knew the word of life, and he knew that the word of life was Jesus. Now, let me tell you one more time, in case you missed it earlier. Jesus is God incarnate. In other words, God became a man. And the Apostle Paul, as a witness to us, is telling us that he saw him. He saw Jesus. That means he saw God the Son, God incarnate. You might say, wow, I wish I was there at that time when Jesus became a man. I would have liked to have known him like the Apostle John and others knew him. But now all I can do is hear about him and read about him. Well, let me tell you something. You get more going for you right now because you have the whole Word of God. When Jesus came here as a man, he was perfect. He had no sin. He spoke the words from heaven. And he spoke from God the Father. But we didn't have the Bible in those days. 
We have the Bible now. Now we have the complete Word of God that we can read anytime we want. Just think of it. There are so many folks, so many homes that have a Bible. But how many people read the Bible? Well, it's, it's a good question. We wish there were a lot more people that read the Bible. But some people have a Bible right there in their own home. They put it away, and unless something really important comes up, they, want, they may not look into it. And then, of course, we know many people go to church weekly, and many people may hear some scripture in the church that they go to, which, which is good. That's a good thing. Let me read verse 2 now. For the life was manifested. Now you might say, what life was manifested? The word of life that the Apostle John just wrote about here in verse 1. John was saying, I saw for myself. My hands have touched him, have seen him. The word of life, speaking of Jesus. That means the word of God became a man. God incarnate, okay? Verse 2, for the life, what life are we talking about? Eternal life. You see, Jesus is eternal. He doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. He's eternal. There is no beginning and there is no end with God. It's eternal life. Now, I know what you're thinking. You can't get a hold of it, can you? It's impossible for us to understand that God. God doesn't have a beginning. He's always been there. But in the Bible, when we read the Bible, God made it easy for us to make us understand because it reads that which was from the beginning. Beginning of what? Beginning of time as we can understand it as human beings. It was a couple of thousand years ago when Jesus came into the world. Let's get back to verse 2 here. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, bear witness to it, and show to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested. In other words, made known to us. That's amazing. You really have to kind of meditate on that for a while. I mean, not many people think of it that way that God incarnate, he came into the world. Some people think that God is still far away from us up in the sky somewhere, maybe sitting on a cloud. No, 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 he's everywhere. God is everywhere. He's omnipotent as well, that means he's all-powerful. He's omniscient, he knows everything. And he knows everything about you, knows everything about me. He does everything. You know, he's the one that put the DNA in our bodies. God is the one who puts cells in our body. And our science today is discovering and finding out many things about those items, DNA and cells. And You know, I could tell you some good things about what they mean, but we're not going to get into a science broadcast right now. But you could look up things about about science. I'll quickly mention to you that Stephen Meyer, he's a scientist, one of the most respected scientists right now, came up with great news recently, 
and it was this. Science has discovered, found out through science, that this world and universe has been created. Did you get that? Science has proved, Stephen Myers puts it this way, we have irrefutable evidence that this world was created. Now, I know that's a sad thing for people who believe in evolution, who can't say anything about how we were created. They can only talk about how we were evolved, but they don't know how it had a beginning. But with God has the story for us, and God has all of it, the whole beginning and end of it all. Yes, scientists, science is proving this. It's an amazing discovery, and of course, there are many people who believe in evolution that are kind of angry about it because they'd rather choose, because they may be atheists, they'd rather choose where evolved. There are many people who do not want, believe it or not, there are many people who do not want to believe in the living God. You see, if we know the living God, it means we have to be accountable to this living God who loves us, who came into the world and gave his life on a cross. Well, welcome, friends. Maybe you just came by. This is Pastor Frank, and we're looking into the Bible like we like to do on a daily basis right here on local cable, by the way, in, in Burlington, Mass. And if you're close by, maybe you hear the broadcast. Thanks for all the fine people who work here, who keep local cable on the neighborhood here, where you could hear this broadcast and many others. You could hear so much on Spotify. Well, I'd like you to know I'm on a good number of radio broadcasts, Maine, New Hampshire, and also on Spotify. And I I thank God for all the helpers here in Burlington that, that helped me with all the technical aspects of this. But actually, I've been on radio about 40 years. And I love radio simply because it gives me opportunity to share the gospel, the love of God, the message of Jesus Christ, and why he came into the world. There's so much to talk about concerning that matter. But I don't want to get ahead of everything, and I don't want to, you know, lose the subject matter here. What I've been sharing, in case you just tuned in, we're listening or we're reading from 1 John chapter 1. Now, 1 John is not the Gospel of John. 1 John is the epistle, which is a letter to the church, and that's in the back of the Bible. That's, that's near the end of the Bible, uh, 1 John is. But... Maybe you might remember and think about the Gospel of John. Well, the writer of First John here is the same writer of the Gospel of John, and they connect together in a, an amazing way. There's many more chapters here in the Gospel of John, and it reads a little bit different, but you can tell by reading the Gospel of John and the Epistle of John, it's the same author. It's the Apostle John who wrote this letter. I'd like to give you a couple of verses, though, before I go on, from the Gospel of John. It's chapter 1, 
And it's verse 1 and 2. Listen to this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him, there wasn't anything made that was made. And in Him was life shining in the darkness. And this light is the life and light of men. Who is the Gospel of John talking about? The Lord Jesus Christ. It's the same one I wrote to you moments ago from the Epistle of John. Same author. He walked with Jesus. He knew Jesus personally. In fact, in the Gospel of John, we hear that Jesus said that uh, John, uh, the Bible says that John was the disciple that Jesus loved. He had a special relationship with Jesus, the Apostle John. And John, by the way, wrote many things about the love of God, many times. He used the word love, you know, many times in Bible teaching and with Bible scholars and Christian books you may read. It's referred to as agape love. What's agape love? It's perfect love. So I could say, and I would be biblically correct, I could say that perfect love came into the world. And his name was Jesus. And of course, Jesus has no sin in him. He's perfect. He's God manifest in the flesh. Is the incarnation that we celebrate at Christmas time? Yes, Jesus came into the world. And you know what? He knows about you and he loves you. Now, I don't know if these things I'm sharing with you might refresh you or you may be saying, oh, I know all about these things. I learned it in Sunday school. Well, maybe you did, but I'm trying to speak to people who, who may not know too much about these things. And I hope if you've known about these things for a long time, I hope you might refresh yourself with some of the passages I am sharing with you. Yes, God became a man. And the Gospel of John is written by the Apostle John. And as we understand things, when John writes, in the beginning was the word, it simply means this, in the beginning as we know it was the Word. But actually as you go on reading the Bible and maybe have some word studies on these subjects, you find out that God doesn't have a beginning. He always was. He always is. He's the Word of God. He's eternal life. And Jesus didn't have a beginning either when he came to the world. He was always with the Father. But the Father sent Jesus Christ into the world, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher. So there you have the Trinity. You know, I'm not sharing anything with you that's not basic Christianity. That's right. And I know some of you are hearing right now may never heard a few things that I've already said. But it's true. This is nothing more than basic Christianity, and it's taught so that anyone could understand it in the Bible. So in the beginning, this is the Gospel of John now. I'm going a little bit back and forth here. 
In the Gospel of John, in the beginning was the Word. Now, you know what the Word is? Well, the Bible tells us what the Word is. The Word was with God. Now, listen to this. The Word was God. Now, wait a minute. What do you think about that? If God became a man and Jesus is God incarnate, he is the Word. It proves that he's God. God came in the world in the flesh. The Word was God. You know, some people like to deny the fact that Jesus is God the Son, and they like to think he's just a man, and he wasn't perfect, and he sinned like other people did, but that's not true. Jesus is the Word. He is God. And he came here with a mission. This perfect God-man came here with the mission of carrying our sins to a cross. That's right, Jesus went to a cross. You know about that. And it wasn't an accident. Jesus knew that's where his life on earth would end. On a cross. Why did he go to the cross? Why did the word of life go to the cross? Because he had to pay for all of our sin. All have sinned. Did you ever think there were perfect people in the world? Well, you better know right now. It's no such thing. The Bible teaches that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. The Bible also says there's none righteous, no, not one. As far as God is concerned, there's no one who's righteous, perfectly righteous. I know there's human righteousness, but that's not perfect either. But God's righteousness is perfect. So that's why Jesus came. He came being perfect God-man. He came on purpose to go to a cross, to be rejected by men, to be rejected by the world, and give his life as a substitute of punishment for my sin and your sin. Is that hard to understand? It really isn't when you think about what the Bible says. It's about as clear as you could get. John 3.16, you must know that passage. It seems like even people who don't believe in Jesus and don't believe the Bible know what John 3.16 says, but it gives you the whole gospel message. Let me tell you what it is, just in case you need to be refreshed. The Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you really believe? I mean, really believe. Believe in the Bible means trusting from your heart, you know, in the side of who you are. Do you trust him in a personal way as your Savior who died on the cross for your sin? Well, that's when you get to know God, when you do that. I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll pray that before we go off the air here. But let me hesitate for a minute. There's a Bible passage in the Psalms. It uses the word selah. Well, selah means pause and calmly think about it. Let's pause for a minute and think about God's love for you. Jesus came into the world because his love for you was so personal that he would give his life up on a cross. He was nailed there. 
by the sins of the world. He didn't have to be, because the Bible also proves that he, he created the world. He's the creator of this world. Now, if you need information about that, I have things available. In fact, before the time goes, let me tell you this. I'd like you to be in touch with me. I'd like to send you some helpful Christian literature. I may also be able to send you some printed literature about this very subject from the Bible. I can give you a a Bible study about the epistle of John and other things that you might like to know more about. All you have to do is write to me. Let me give you the mailing address. Write it down, please. It's not hard to remember either. Just write to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass. 01888. You could email me as well. The email address is easy to remember, too. It reads host at agmradio.net. Host at agmradio.net. The website, agmradio.net. Write to me. Look up the webpage. Write that letter. Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass., 01888. I'd like you to know that I, I live here in the Burlington area. I'm serving God out of Mount Hope Church uh, here in Burlington. Um, I think many people know about Mount Hope. Uh, it's a great church. It's a good place to be. I hope you could come out. And if you do visit that church, would you please ask for me? I'd like to meet you, talk to you, and maybe we could share together some things or if you have any questions. I also have here in the Burlington area a small group meeting every week. If you'd like to join a small group, let me know. I'll talk with you about it. I call you back or I return a letter to you in whatever way you would like to be in touch with me. Would you do that soon? In the meantime, if you just happen to catch this broadcast kind of accidentally, maybe you just came by or you just came by to check it out, I hope you'll come back and join me. I'm here every, every week, same time, same place here at Burlington Cable, as well as radio stations in Maine, New Hampshire, and I can give you all the information about that if you would like to know about it. I have radio broadcasts on my website as well. Be in touch with me as soon as you can. Write to me, Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, W-O-B-U-R-N, Massachusetts, 01888.